Hey, good morning. It's Thursday morning. I'm so glad that you've chosen to join us this morning for our uh, continued Rooted in Christ video devotionals, looking at Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through, I'm sorry, verses 16 through 21. So I'm glad that you're with us today for Luke, our, our Rooted in Christ devotional for Luke 4, 16 through 21. I'll read this passage to you to get to you, and then we'll talk about what this, what this means for us today in the living of our life. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon, upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind. To, set the oppressed, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of the synagogue were on him. Then he began to say, The day of the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. So we see here Jesus comes in and preaches a message. Preaches a short message, by the way. This is not a, this is not a long sermon. As somebody who likes to preach, I, I, I've never let one word do when five would do just as well. I'm a fan of long sermons. Usually, give them, I'm a fan of preaching long sermons. I'm not sure if I'm a fan of, um, of listening to long sermons. Uh, I read a great quote by George Burns today. He said, a good sermon has a good opening and a good closing. and The two are often very close to one another. And I think that's what Jesus does here. Jesus gives a pretty direct sermon and a pretty direct message as he quotes from Isaiah and quotes from uh, this, this prophetic word for the people. So Jesus preaches and tells them that this has been fulfilled in his hearing, in their hearing rather. Now I think for us, this is important for us to, think, to, to, to know and to think about um, that Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. We talked Monday about the role of the prophets, how the prophets would speak words that were intended for the original audience of their day, but many of these words also pointed to Jesus and pointed to futuristic things. Jesus here is saying that this prophecy is fulfilled in him, and that he is the fulfillment of all of these Old Testament prophets and prophecies. So he tells them that the, the, the proclaim, he's given release to the captives, sights the blind, the oppressed go free, and proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, and so this has been fulfilled. I think for me, it's important for us to understand as the church that this was Jesus' first sermon. Um, it's been a while since I've moved to ministry, which I'm thankful for, uh, but Every time I've moved, at least my last three or four moves, my first sermon is always a sermon I entitled This I Believe. It's based off an old, um, an old uh, thing I used to hear, hear years ago. It was, uh, it was uh, something I heard on public radio, a, a, a series called This I Believe, where it was just a recording of people who would give statements of belief things that they believed in. And, and usually the things were not particularly religious. They were just, I believe in this or I believe in that. So I've always found it be an important way for me that when I come into a new church, I like to always tell them what I believe. I, believe, I mean, I believe basically in the creeds. I believe in the, I believe in the call of Christians to live out the royal laws we talked about last Sunday in worship, as we talked about last week in our devotional. 
I believe in that the greatest commandment is to love God with all that we are and love our neighbor with all that we are. And as a Wesleyan, that's what holiness looks like. Holiness is to allow the love of God to be shed completely abroad in our heart. We love God with everything. We love our neighbor with everything. That's what we're commanded to do. So that's what I believe. That's what I hold to. So Jesus, of all the things, of all the things that Jesus could have spoken to in his first sermon, because you want to make a good impression, you know, you want, you want to make a good impression with your first sermon, of all the things Jesus could have talked about, what does he talk about? Bringing good news to the poor. Release to the captives. Recovery of sight to the blind. Then the oppressed go free. Proclaiming the Lord's favor. And something, something you need to understand about Jesus' original audience. Think about when Jesus would heal people that were blind. How often would the disciples say, well, was are they blind because of their sin or the sin of their parents? So often in Jesus' day, Jesus, you see people laying, blaming their physical ailments, their poverty, things like that on God's judgment. Like, oh, well, God's mad at us. God, God's mad at God. Obviously, this person sins, they're blind. Or perhaps their parents sins, so that's why they're blind. Jesus is saying, no. In fact, actually, I've come to proclaim good news to these folk. These blind folk that you think are blind because of their sins? No, it's actually quite the opposite. I've come to proclaim forgiveness and healing and restoration towards these individuals. These, these prisoners that you think are being judged for all that they've done, actually I've come to proclaim release to them. I've come to proclaim freedom for the oppressed. I've come to restore that which the devil has taken. Jesus' first sermon was a sermon where he's looking out for the folks that others had cast aside, for the, others that, for the ones that others have tossed aside, for the ones that it's easy to look past or look down upon and scoff upon. Jesus is saying, no, the, they, have, they have worth too. In fact, I was sent first to them instead of to the, the wealthy or the religious or the whatever. I've come to proclaim freedom for those most in need of it. And I think that is a twofold purpose for us today. First, if you are in need of freedom, watching this or reading this, know that you have a God who is pulling for you. A God through Jesus Christ who's on your side. A God who loves you. A God who desires to know you. A God who desires to save you. You serve a God on your side tonight. Not a God out to get you. But a God who loves you. A God who's for you. And a God who's not going to give up on you. That's one fold of this. But the second fold of this is that maybe that's not how you feel today. Maybe that's not how you feel. Well, then we need to take this good news to those who need to hear it. Because there might be somebody in your life, somebody in your world, somebody in your neighborhood, somebody who um, is in need of hearing this. And it's up to us to take that good news to them.
So how are we going to preach this message today in our lives? How are we going to take good news to those in need of hearing it? How are we going to take grace to those in need of hearing it? How are we going to take forgiveness to those in need of hearing it? How are we going to do this? That's our mission. And that's our calling. And that's God's mission for us today. So today, if we need to hear the word of grace, hear it. But let's also take it to someone else in our life who needs to hear it. So our job today is to hear this word of grace. But our job as well is to share this word of grace with all who need to hear it. Today, for me and for you, may that be our mission. So today you have a great rest of your Thursday. Uh, I look forward to being back with you tomorrow as we finish this, uh, our time together in Luke chapter 4. Thanks for joining us today.